Charlene. In these 20-minute podcasts, I talk with memoir writers about their books, their lives, and their writing process. Sharing like this helps us all connect. As we listen, we learn about the world through the eyes of others. Their stories help us expand our views and empathize more deeply with each other. It's my pleasure now to invite you to listen in to this episode of Life Story on Soul Sciences. Hi, listeners, and welcome. Today we have back with us Paulette Bodeman. Welcome to the program again, Paulette. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be back. It's funny because I've had some really gone through some things too that are not in this book and the breakaway girl. And what I want to say about that is that when we can, when we could just see that the things in our life, when we get to the other side of it, sometimes when we're still in it, but when we get to the other side and then there's enough time and distance, there usually is a blessing and a gift in it. And so I, like you, don't really sit around worrying about, am I forgiving somebody? I'm more about, let's just accept what has happened and how can I use this to evolve and grow and find some beauty and more richness in life? Usually I have found that life becomes more precious when I have gone through something that's really, really challenging and difficult. And so uh, recently I taught Cole at a retreat in Hawaii with a dear friend of mine, Denise Hatch, and we do international yoga retreats. That is a combination of coaching. And we were talking, because we were in Hawaii, we were talking about this teaching called Ho'oponopono. And it it is just a little mantra that you say, uh, I hope I get this right now. I forgive you. I love you. Thank you. And there's one other thing, but I forgive you. I love you. Thank you. And part of the forgiveness that I think is really even maybe as equally as important or more important is do we forgive ourselves? So, you know, we on our path, and I particularly, as I unveiled my heart to people, made a lot of screwy mistakes, unskillful choices. And it took me a while to go, okay, this is how you learned. This is how you were able to really discover more of who you are. So I think we need to forgive ourselves so we could just open the doorway for grace and love to flow in. I think that's lovely. Very, very lovely. All of that. I have a dear friend who's been on the program, Nancy Richards, and she had the power and courage in her own belief in herself after 10 years of talking to different therapists and religious leaders who all told her she could only heal when she got to the point of forgiveness. She wrote two books, one called Mother, I Don't Forgive You, and the second was Mother, It's Hard to Forgive You. And this, this was a woman who'd had a lot of abuse and the mother was not there. But, you know, she's a very calm, very centered, very intelligent woman today and is happy in her life. And basically her attitude was once she got rid of the idea that she had to forgive when she just felt anger, you see. So I think that there's that little twist that goes on with 
the should of how we should heal instead of the healing is in, as you're saying, the forgiveness in ourselves is through accepting the anger and the despair and the denial and the ways we made mistakes as a result of those, those emotions. Once we get to that accepting of those emotional energies and what actions may have come out of them, and we let go of that. And I, I think of that as a, a more sort of profound place than focusing on the other person. It, it's really not about them anyway. Once the situation is done and over, it's not about them anymore. What do you say to that, Paulette? I say, here, here. I, yes, I really uh, agree with you and love that. And one uh, a phase that I went through is when something particularly really destructive happened to my family and myself, that I really wished these people harm. And so in yoga, there's a principle called ahimsa, do no harm. When I got to a place of going, oh, I don't wish them harm. If that's the best I could do, that's to me pretty good. I don't wish anybody harm. You know, I'm able to go, they, for whatever reasons, the this happened. And where can I learn and where's the gift in it for me so I can sort of loosen this tension and this, you know, I think hatred and anger is what's destructive. So I believe that the forgiveness part is, is trying to dissolve that feeling. But if we could let go of our feelings of anger and use it to transmute, and, and often that comes from fear. So if we could look at, well, what's really frightening us, what's really scaring the bejesus out of us, and what's this anger really about, and can I use it to fuel something better? It's almost like you don't even have to think about forgiveness anymore. It just sort of happens, and you move on your merry way. Exactly. I couldn't, that, absolutely. The, the idea that the anger is a transmutation tool, as are all the deeper emotions, is a really powerful one. And that's why when we accept the emotion with clarity, that I'm in anger right now. I like to think yeah. of that as puddles, geographic puddles. Like when I'm in anger, it has a certain kind of shape and form. When I'm in despair, it's a little more mucky and it's hard. But it's a geography I'm moving through. It's not something that's staying forever, and it's not my identity. I, I love that. Yes, I love the visualization and the metaphor of that. That um, That's so powerful. I, I, I'm, I like to see things, so that's so powerful. And in tantric yoga, we talk about the rasas, which are the emotions. And there's joy and love and, and laughter and happiness, and then there's despair and fear and anger and disgust. And all of that makes up the textures and the flavors and the taste of life. Yes. So yeah. having that, what, what I hear you say is that having the awareness of, oh, yeah, I'm in anger right now. It doesn't mean I am a forever anger person. I'm in anger right now. Okay. How, how is that going to move through me? Let me experience that. Yes, and, and so, can I develop some skills so that I can work with it without it rebounding on me or on anyone particularly? Can I just let it go through me? What do I need to do with that? But I also want to say I found this little trick long time ago to people who do harm to others, whether I see them that way or not, but is to say to myself, you know, I wouldn't want to be standing on the dock when that karma boat comes in. Because yes. it will. It will. 
And I rest yeah. assured. And when I'm doing that, I'm sending up the information to the universe. Take care of that. That's not my business. Well, yes, that, yes. I have a really dear friend who is very Christian. And she'll say to me, you know, it's really not our job to forgive. It's God's job. And I'm like, okay, it's another way. We come from very different spiritual backgrounds. And yet the commonality there is my job is to make the best of my life because it is a gift from the universe, from God, from spirit. And um, it's not my job to go around micromanaging people in their lives. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Beautifully put. Micromanaging. Absolutely not. No, I think exactly. The focus has to be this experience happened. This experience was not a mistake. The other thing I find is that for the difficult experiences, how many other people do I think have had same or similar? So then it's human suffering. It's not me. Yes, when we could take it, you know, when it first initially happens, it's so personal. And that was one of the reasons I wrote the book. Like my my dear mom had asked me, why are you doing this? You know, people are going to know these things about you. And I'm like, yes, because my story is different and yet it's the same. And it is a it's a golden thread of connection that we know that we all have a path to walk. And sometimes it's really difficult and sometimes it's really amazing and wonder and it's all precious and so when we could find that and recognize another's heart and another's suffering another's pain I think we become more compassionate people I agree and I think part of that message that you share from the breakaway girl secrets of a tantric yogi there are a couple of things one is that you allow others to know your vulnerability and your darker sides. You do it without sentiment. You do it without kind of addressing it with all kind of emotional frills. You just talk about it. This is what the drugs that I did. This is what happened out of that. This is where there was. To such an extent that I almost didn't understand how I had to really keep looking and go, wow, that's an interesting way to phrase these things, right? Oh. Yeah, but you open it up. <laughs> And then you as the model or as, the, as, as a person who has come through these sufferings so that we can know you don't just start at the top of the mountain. You, you can be a yoga teacher and a life coach, but you get there by hard work. You get there by making it happen every day. Would you say so? Hallelujah. Yes. You, ha you know, it's work. Byron Katie says, you know, calls it the work because it isn't, uh, you know, the early days, the darker days was a num a numbingness. We can we can no longer numb ourselves. We have to be able to. And you make, you know, it's just like some of the the sayings, the cliches. You take two steps forward and one step back, and you know, and it's always we're works in progress and we're works of art in progress. And just as a a watercolorist may have the the paint run and all of a sudden there's this whole new beautiful new painting that uh, shows up as a result of it and so you know we just keep showing up for ourselves and it is a discipline it is hard work and it's worth every moment I totally agree and I love that relationship that metaphor of the painting because how I think of this work is crafting consciousness yes and I think of it as a great work and is something I feel so humbled about because I don't do it well. I stumble, I fall, I, I miss so many moments that I go, <sighs> but I do know that when we open up, as you did in your book, 
we connect so people can feel, oh, I'm not alone in my suffering. When, mm. when we connect, we create stronger and stronger consciousness so that there's more energy available for each of us to come to their our own unique offering of what consciousness is. It's the fractal Mandelbrot set kind of idea that in every fractal there's a Mandelbrot set. It's the new geometry. It's the new form coming in. And this is part of what you're exploring and expressing so well, is that in your unique way of suffering, you have helped so many people come to understanding that suffering is part of the human condition. We are brought together through our suffering. We are. Yes. Beautiful. Yes, we are. And the work that you do as well. And this idea of fractal, I even mentioned that in the book, that we're broken, we break away and we have breakaway moments and we break apart and we're not here to be perfect. We're here to be broken pieces and fractal pieces that have different ways that we shine. And it is through our brokenness that we really are able to, uh, like, you know, Leonard Cohen says, let the light shine in and shine out. So it comes, it, it moves both ways. Yes. And it is the yes. human condition. And when we can recognize another suffering, then there's, oh yeah, they're, they're like me. They're not so different that I could push them away. Exactly. And so I'm no longer entirely alone because I think that is the great sorrow. I think that is the great suffering. I'm alone inside myself. And so when we understand someone else's suffering, we recognize we are connected to that in that way. I loved your use of fractals in the book. And I agree, it is that idea in my mind that we are here to create new forms of healing with our consciousness, that as each one of us takes our unique self and finds that unique healing for those exact moments and then contributes. And as we have discussed, and as you've discussed with your friend who's a Christian, we start to find all the pathways that are the same. Well, that's the Mandelbrot set. And then the fractals go out from there. So it's so exciting to be alive at this time, I must say. Yes, even with all the wildness around us, it is because the science now is backing up with what the with the uh, ancient Buddhists, with the ancient sages, with the ancient yogis knew. Exactly. And now there's the science that's going, yes, and here's why. Exactly. And exactly. It's very exciting. Very mm -hmm. powerful time. And because it's a powerful time, there is a fair amount of darkness. But, you know, I always think of it as the healing crisis that has to take place before the real health of the new experience comes into being. Yes. And one last thing on that, the more light we're able to carry, the bigger our shadow is. Exactly. And so learning, having this uh, creative consciousness is crafting consciousness, as you called it. I love that. Please, um, it's, it's our responsibility. You know, then the more light we have, we have more responsibility to how we show up in the world. Yes, yes. And we take on the suffering of the world as well. I don't mean that in a schmaltzy way. I mean, it in a very real way, my heart suffers at certain moments in the day when I hear news or I hear things. I know there are millions of people who feel the same way. Our hearts just feel. And therefore, the practice of joy, the practice of changing that, letting that be and then moving on, not clinging to it. It's not the end. It's not It's not over. It's a transmutation process. Keeping your eye on the transformation. Yes. Well said. Thank you. And my friend, this was such a delight again. I'm so happy to have spoken with you. Will you come back and speak with us again? 
Oh my goodness. Anytime. I would love to. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Good to talk with you again. Thank you, Paulette. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. That's it. That's all for today. Many thanks to Kevin McLeod for that lovely music, Carefree. And many thanks to all of you who make these podcasts possible. Remember, take good care of each other. Bye for now.